Welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I am your host, Mark. I still don't have my microphone set up because I just came back from the beach, but it is good to see you, Clay. How are you doing, buddy? It is so good to see you. You know, I am pretty jealous that, you know, you went on a huge fishing trip, uh, you know, catching shark of all things. God, it's the worst, man. I I I absolutely love the text that you sent me of like I I I said what did I say? I said, "Are you catching any more shark?" You sent me the picture of your son, and I, I said something about how like, "Oh, I'm super jealous," and you were like, "Yeah, but it would be great if I didn't want to catch it <laughs> or something like that." <laughs> it's just man, I'm just oh, I'm man. just terrified, man. I'm terrified to touch them. And it's not even because I'm scared of fish. I just don't like touching wet, gooey, scaly things. I don't know why. I, I'm one of those. Oh, you you said you said it was supposed to be a vacation, but instead it became a fishing <laughs> trip. I said, "Come on, that is a vacation." And you said, "Not when you are petrified of catching one." Dude, and and, and the worst thing is, is that um, I actually caught by accident. I actually caught a a ten foot. They say it's ten feet. It looked a little bigger. Ten, but ten feet. Yeah, or no, ten... I caught a ten foot shark, a black tip. It it okay. It hooked... Okay, you understand what t- ten feet would be bigger than me? Well, course. bigger than me. I mean, I'm six five, but I mean, yeah, it's huge. You bought a tent, like you you bought you caught. I, a I caught foot a ten shark. foot shark, and I was terrified. Like I think we even I think there's a video. Where obviously I didn't know what I caught at first, besides me also almost losing my rod, but it took forever. Like there had to be a guy that had to help me because like my right hand, I guess from I don't know my right hand's out of shape and that it's not used to reeling. That my hand was getting yeah. like like really really like dark red just from get, getting swollen because of how much I was oh, fighting. Geez. So he grabbed like a glove and he was holding onto the the string. Right. Yeah, he oh, was pulling like like hand fishing, and yeah, it was like a ten foot. But the thing was, is that our rods are meant for lake fishing. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You you showed me the picture of how bad it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From, like, so it was it was like, getting wow. to that point where it was like a losing battle. No matter how much I was doing this, I wasn't gaining any ground because then it would just go <clears throat> like it'll just you know completely rip the, start ripping the line. So then when I saw the shark, I was like, come on, man, this is freaking ridiculous. Like, I can't, I just can't catch, like, a goldfish. Like, please. <laughs> no, man, I got it. And then, oh, but luckily, man. the thing freaking snapped. And I was like, thank God. And then another fish I caught was, I don't know, man, this thing is terrifying. There, It's called a ribbon fish. I thought I caught a barracuda because it looks like a barracuda. A ribbon Yeah, yeah look at it. it looks like. It kind of looks like a like an eel or a barracuda, depending on you know your here. I know this. D- Whoa! It is that is some nasty looking. Yeah, dude, it's it's terrifying. Like it's so. Then of course I catch that, but luckily there was this guy who's like one of those. You know, you could tell this guy's like a legit fisherman, where he can see any type of fish and he's not phased. He just grabs it by its face, like he's like, "Shut up, bitch!" And he just takes a, and he just takes the hook out. Like that's how I was like, "Wow, this guy just." I I 
I legitimately want to go on a fishing trip with you just to see your face when you catch. No, 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 no. Look, 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 like, look. Yesterday, there's, like, there's probably a sense of like disappointment and a sense of fear because you know you have to touch it. I, I, I want to see that reaction. No, 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 no. Look at this. So of course, my Liam yesterday, my son, we get home after a five-hour trip, and he goes, "Puppy, can we go fishing at the at the lake?" And then in my mind, I'm like, dude, we, we just, we were just in Myrtle Beach for three days fishing all the time. Like, I just, I just drove for five hours. But, you know, I, it's like, I feel bad. You know, he's in the car and he knows that when we get home, we're going to keep on unpacking stuff for the house. So I was like, sure, let's just go. So I don't know if you could see, look. Well, of course. Right here. catches a huge fish so, right, I right when it's downpour this is, this is horrible for podcasting I understand but I figured oh, that's huge so Liam catches that is like half of his size yes. yeah so Liam catches like this two or three pound like a perch but of course so he wants to take a picture but guess who has to hold it alright start getting it look see so I am begging my son to remove the hook and grab the fish. And he goes, puppy, this fish is too big. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, Liam, Liam, I need you to do this, buddy. And the worst thing is, is that there's a whole bunch of like guys on the sides. So I can't look like an idiot, like this loser that is terrified of touching, that's terrified of touching a fish. So then here I am. I had to grab the fish, but I was holding it in the most... You know, like I was, you know, like when you're holding something, but you know that any way it's gonna fall off, because you're not really holding it with any kind of uh, like strength. Well, that's that's where I was with this fish, and I mean, we we saved the fish, but yeah, it's dude, it's the worst, man. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's well, awesome. Should oh, should we talk man. some comics? Yeah. Yeah, uh, what uh, what book do you want to jump on um, or first? Well, I guess, I mean, the, the one that I am most down on, but I, I think that everybody, and I'm not saying I'm down on it because it wasn't a good quality book. I mean, I think that you can maybe speak more to it if, if it is something that you have been enjoying more. But I would say um, Far Sector. Far Sector has been one of those books that, that, again, I'm not saying it's a bad book. It just hasn't hit me. Uh, Joe is one of those characters that I, I just haven't gotten into yet. I Again, I think strong art. Um, I don't know. I felt like this was a... After seeing the more grounded and, the, you know, there was such a... Issue 6 was so deep and you, and you yeah. hit such interesting themes. Well, first, it was very on point in terms of the times. Um, yes. But then yes. I remember that that issue ended in one of those kind of like, oh, okay. Like it ended with like, I remember you did not like the cheesy line about like, let's see what this ring can do. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like getting ready into like about to be into like battle mode. And so we knew this was going to have like heavy action. To start and again, the action, the action is great. Um, I think to me, it's just like, maybe, maybe you would enjoy more. I don't know. Cause you're more anime, but to me, this is just, very busy action, and I think because of it, the and I, I think got, because of the I colors, the colors is it's yes. not like if you were reading 
I mean, I, I, this is the only one I'm thinking of right now. Like, if you read Batman's Grave, you know, kind of like the Brian Hitch. There were a lot of art, but it felt grounded, I guess. But it felt like you can follow along. Yeah, I will say, uh, you know, uh, 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 Jamal yep. Campbell, great yes. artist, beautiful artist. I just think due to the fact that, like, his his style is so, like, it, I don't want to say blocky, but kind of blocky. It's very large. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's, whatever is going on, there's a lot of it. And it's just there's just there's just a lot. So I did get lost, and I think I lost more of the context because it felt like so long since I've read the last issue. So I feel like maybe if I would have read the last issue and then immediately jumped onto this, maybe I would have liked the beginning a little bit more. Uh, but I do agree there was a lot going on in this fight, uh, and it's cool, you know, two giant mechs fighting each other. I completely understand the appeal to it, uh, especially when, like, the last people that really did this uh, were that of, like, Kyle Rayner back in his 90s run. And then we saw it, like, very recently in the 80th anniversary, uh, like, very, very, like, quick. I think it was, like, one panel. Uh, and I don't know if he did it in Hal Jordan uh, in the Green Lantern Corps. Like, it's been, it's been too long. But I... I was okay with this issue. Like I said, I got a little lost in the beginning. I, I liked, now, I liked the second concept. half. I liked the second half. Yes, between Joe the and like Sis, like there was a there was like that nice little conflict of her with like the will and like not being willing to um, accept failure again, and yeah. seeing that battle yeah. between the emotions and the emotionless. Okay, like I I I was able to enjoy a little bit more. The I think half. that I think that's what this book has over a lot of the Green Lantern books recently, uh, and when I say recently, you know the whole Grant Morrison thing, of course. But you didn't really get a whole lot of it at the end of Hal Jordan and just the Green Lanterns with Jessica and mm -hmm. Simon. Was you get the internal conflict that Joe has with this, like, and it, it feels a lot harder because she is literally alone in this far sector. There's no other lanterns with her. Um, she has a very unique situation with her ring. Uh, you know, it it's kind of and in, ter and in terms and of I the think... emotions, I mean, she's literally dealing with. It's kind of like if Hal was stuck in a world with nothing but guardians, where emotions were at least like let's say let's talk about guardians at the beginning of jeff john's run the way that jeff john's used the guardians and how you never saw ganthit or any or saeed they never like um they never like acknowledged the emotions so it's kind of like she's yeah. literally dealing with like just tone deaf people yeah exactly yes yeah and so this whole concept now I felt a little bit of deja vu because I'm pretty sure this has been in TV, uh, anime, and or a movie. But this idea that Joe is going to follow uh, these perpetrators uh, in this digital world. Uh, and it's really cool the way she does it. She uses literally her force of will through the ring to digitize herself. And... I really like the progression because like I said, I feel like I've seen this before in a movie. I can't I can't necessarily like like 
give the title or anything. Wreck it, Ralph breaks the internet. (laughs) I've seen this concept before of like the progression of time in a digital world being so fast. Mm -hmm. And she is like, okay, well, how did we get on these motorcycles? What's going on? And she then starts to learn that she needs to see this place as not just a digital world, but like as a place where people and individuals live and that she needs to not be afraid of it. And that's when she starts to see that this is an actual Mm -hmm. world with people living in it. Uh, You can basically say that she was able to like stop and breathe for a second. And so she starts to understand these concepts and you get this really cool, like almost matrix moment where they're like now in all black trench coats uh, with the glasses. I love it because that's exactly that's that's exactly what I thought. And you see, I can't remember her name, but you see her like very anime with like all the guns coming out of her back and even holding a gun in her mouth. Very, very anime esque. It, it, it's good. I am starting to like Joe a lot more than I initially thought I was going to. Um, I had a discussion, very uh, small discussion with, uh, with Brent from, uh, Borderless Fans. Uh, he just recently read one through six. Recently, he loves the concept of the character. Uh, Ray from Borderless Fans also loves the character. He wants to see her more in DC continuity. I think if these books are selling well enough, and then if the collected trade, uh, when this is all ended, sells well, I think DC will put her in main continuity. It sounded like they wanted to do it in the 5G, you know, because of the rumors that we had heard. But, you know, of course, 5G for all sense and purposes, as far as we know, has been scrapped. But maybe some ideas can still remain. You know, this whole uh, Joe Moline character can have a place. Oh, for sure. No, I, I think I actually find Joe... She's very she's very I, layered. Like, I oh, I actually I, love I, her character. Said, um, the, the book, the way the book is stylized, it's, it's too stylized for my liking, but I love the character. Yes, and one thing that we have continuously said about this book is that uh, I can't remember the writer, but M.K. Jemison went. Yes, uh, Jemison. Uh, she went full alien on mm-hmm. this book, um, and she had the grounds to because this is a completely uh, different part of the DC universe that we have never seen. So she is able to do whatever she wants, and it's. And, and I think really I think well that's why it, it it jumped on the young animal imprint because like with Gerald Way, what he's been doing with like. Doom Patrol and like those kind of characters. Oh, I think yeah, like yeah. True. something True. as wacky as kind of like what we've been seeing with Jemison. I think like okay, on Young Animal there isn't a huge expectation. Yeah. Yes. But I I I genuinely think that like if she were to team up with Kyle and Jessica, they would really hit it off. I would love to see her like like take none of guys BS. You know, I, I would love to see her interact with the rest of the core. Um, not saying that she needs to be a supporting character because she is definitely holding a story mm-hmm. on her own. But 
when you love a character, like when you start to care about a character, I think it's only natural for you to be like, oh man, I can't wait until she like meets Superman, you know? Yeah. So. It's actually funny because when I read her the, as with her, like her strong will in her character, I actually think that she would be best with a Hal Jordan. And I know people are not going to like that because Hal Jordan, you know, supposedly now Hal Jordan is the most boring guy ever and no one likes Hal Jordan. But, you know, he's only had one of the greatest runs ever. But, you know, whatever. Oh, I, I think that she would definitely, like, butt heads with Hal at yeah, first. but they would actually be but, a great duo. I think that they have, like, I, I don't want to say more in common, but I think that once they learn about each other, they can very much, uh, like, bounce off of yeah. each other. Uh, and I know that's not what people so want to hear because they're going to be like, this is just like Hal and Jon Stewart, and Jon Stewart should be the leader, but Hal is the guy that gets the spotlight. I'm not saying it for those reasons. Don't kill me. I'm just saying that when you look <laughs> at personality traits, I'm not saying it's similar, but I feel like who can I see with her strong-willed character? You know, yes, clash, but also be like, man, this is a scary duo would be those two. Well, exactly. And that's exactly who Hal is. Hal has always been that person that is like, I don't give no Fs about this situation. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And that is exactly what Joe has been doing this entire I mean, time. just think of it. Joe you was know? able to use her own force of will to digitize herself while Hal literally used his own force of will to create his own ring. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. there's something there that it's like... Man, they're, it, it's badass. Like, I would love, again, I would love for them to meet. Not saying I need all the other stuff, but I would love to see them meet. And hopefully, it's treated with, you know, that kind of reverence that a, a new character like this deserves and not something along the lines of like what Bendis did with Naomi, which was a story that the miniseries we really enjoyed, the Naomi series. And then. When Naomi finally met Superman and was meeting the Justice League, I was like, oh, this is really bad. Like, they come, they, <laughs> and it's weird that it's the same writer that turned this really yeah. cool character into kind of like a bubbly kid joke. And yeah. I was like, okay. I, I was like, eh. But overall, it's an okay book for me. It's just, it's not, yeah. it's not my, not my I, genre. I, I will be I I because I was listening to the conversation with Ray and Brent yesterday. Uh, I think I will be purchasing this as a trade, um, just so that way I could read everything all together. I think it will read better as Maybe. a trade, uh, just because, like I said, we had f like five issues and then uh, three months with. Well, nothing. honestly, do you think then, anything like what book do you think does not read well as a trade? You know what? Think. Let's we'll we'll leave that as a question or something later on because I know that that's that's a layered question. You know that's a yeah, lot of comics. You know that's that is that is a layered question. Uh, and I will go ahead and put this out there. Um, I want some listeners to answer that as well because I would like to hear some answers. Yeah, because that's that is as some pe like most people will say. Oh, this will read much better as a trade, but you never turn it around. That's that's very yeah. interesting. I, I I like that. Uh, so next book, uh, Strange Adventures. Okay. Uh, Tom King. Now, last time we talked about this book, I told you that this book is very political 
It is uh, based off the uh, Mueller <clears throat> report. And with that in mind, man, was this book on the nose. It, Holy crap. It's, it's on the nose if you if you are like aware and you use that scope. But even so, it's done really well, though. Yes. 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 Like, very, it's not like, well. oh, God, like, this is, wow, geez, like, really? Like, you're throwing this in my face? Like, you get those kind of moments, but then you have these kind of moments where you know the themes that are being touched on, but it's done extremely well. And honestly, I have to say that, man, Tom King writes a great Michael Holt. Oh, so like is this e- is this thing? even an Adam Strange story? Like I don't even care about Adam. Well, th- and that's the thing, you know. We I was talking to Juice, my co-host for the other show that I do. Uh, we were talking, and this is very much an Adam Strange story because it deals with the politics of Ron. Mm-hmm. But we're getting so much from other characters. I really enjoy this, this book. And I actually, people, I actually wonder what Jim this... thinks of this book because I know Jim is not a huge. Well, he's not a Tom King Jim, fan at all. It, Jim is very upset that they still have it. They still have not acknowledged the man who got his head blown off that got the investigation started to begin okay. with. Because now they're like, oh, well, that's what started the investigation, but now we're finding all these other things, so we're going to throw that other thing away. We're going to throw away murder and just deal on this okay. stuff that he's talking about. And so I can understand that sentiment because it's like, okay, somebody was murdered, and now that guy does not get justice. I think that will all come full circle. Hope so. Hopefully. Be- yeah. Hopefully. Because uh, the whole thing was whether he did it or not. And so now the investigation is about these war crimes and not about that guy. I Like I said, I think it'll go full circle. Uh, we're just learning some, uh, some inside stuff with this whole war crime thing. I will say, this book could have been very, very bad um, because uh, Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific... Uh, ends up being a complete badass on Ron. And so much so that uh, the government of Ron is like, we need to take this guy into custody. Michael Holt wakes up. A black man wakes up in his room with seven guns. It was was actually, talking about that, um, I got a, man, I I believe his Twitter handle. I know it's Shaq, because Shaq's always talking about um, Philadelphia. Uh, let me. I want to. I want to give him a quick shout out here because he he. I actually. I absolutely loved. The, okay, so it's Shaq for DC Comics. So he's always talking Philadelphia. I think he's like the spokesperson for Philadelphia on Image Comics. But they <laughs> po- he posted. I guess it was one of the preview pages of Mister Terrific in bed, and it was like seven guns. And he goes, "Man, not even twenty five thousand uh, miles away." Are we safe from the cops? <laughs> and I just I, I, I thought it, I thought it was like I'm like all right you know what kudos to you that that's like that's a that's a good tweet. And it's and and I said it could have been very bad if like Michael Holt was shot like not even killed but just shot like I think it could have been very bad. But King made Holt a really big badass here. Used the T spheres, took everybody out, and. You know, this whole reason why 
he is un, he is in this investigation is to learn about this you know the the Pike mm-hmm. reports and the Ron Ronians you know they have they're willing to be like hey this is our report oh well you can't read the Pike's reports because nobody has God I love that uh, he's like no I, I learned it nope, on the flight over here nope yeah nobody has deciphered their language and he's like oh don't worry I learned it on the way and the guy's like no 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 you don't understand. These are the Pikes. Nobody understands their language. And then he speaks the language to him and is like, give me the damn reports, basically. Uh, really, really badass moment. Um, I love uh, Doc Shanner's art in this book. Holy I mean, great Green Lantern, um, a beautiful Superman. He needs to be on a Superman book. Oh, my and God. I, and I have to say, like, that was one of... Um, I actually... Normally, the back and forths with... Um, I think this has been the strongest in terms of the flashbacks with Adam where, cause I know like the last issue was Adam having that, the battle, the one-on-one, the gladiator yes. match. Yes. And then you see like for Alana's freedom. And I was like, okay. And, but that was very Alana centric where we're kind of learning more about Alana yes. and, or Olivia Munn. And, you know, we're like, <laughs> and then, you know, we're like, okay, well that's her story. And we got to know a lot of her motivation and this one. This was all about Adam understanding that there is something, there is a huge war going on right now at Rand, and he does not have the equipment to be able to get there, and he just needs a ride. Take me there. And the first thing is how Jordan is no, and and, and this is like the most reserved how Jordan that he's kind of, and that's the comment that's that freaking Adam makes. He says like. Dude, you were the guy that defies the Guardians so many times in this career as a Green Lantern, and you're not going to do this for a friend? Yeah. And, and that's a good point. The, I, I, I will say, in the beginning of this book, you see Strange lead the Pikes into battle, and then as soon, as soon as they're getting shot on, the Zeta Beam takes mm-hmm. Strange. And then... You see him talk to Hal, and then you see him talk to... Wait, wait, now now when he's talking to Hal, did you notice Tom King as the bartender? King, Mitch, and Doc are all in that bar. Whoa, whoa, which one's Doc? So when when Strange is walking out saying, F you, Lantern... Oh, with the sunglasses? With the glasses? Right behind Hal, that is Doc. Love it. Okay, didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, he... I will say this King has a weird way to my heart because Superman has always been used in anybody's like, I guess agenda for propaganda before Mm -hmm. this is nothing new. And there is this moment where Superman is standing on the moon with the American flag Mm -hmm. And it's just the most majestic thing I have ever seen with Doc Shanner's art. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. I love it and I hate it. And the reason why, this is clearly a like political thing. Uh, you know, Tom King recently had a, uh, a Twitter back and forth with uh, Dean Cain talking about how... Uh, the truth, justice, and the American way. Yes, can still be, you know, the guy who says the American way. And I went on this small little tangent with Juice as well, but I'm going to go ahead and say it here. 
and I'm sorry for all the people who are like, I don't care about politics. Um, but the American way is based off of the truths of the constitution, which a lot of people are not really like caught up on in their history and in our country. And so like, yes, Superman can still be like that person who fights for the American way because the American way is for all people, even those who aren't in America. Mm -hmm. And that's who Superman is. So seeing that here, and especially with what he says, he tells, he, he tells strange. I cannot take you to Ron because I have to make the decision to either say, because he says, I, I need to make a choice that's going to protect the most. Yeah, he's people. like, Superman, you're here and to help me. And he's like, no, I'm here to help everyone. Here to help her. Yes. yes. And and that hit hard. Mm-hmm. That hit hard because he, like, he is a good friend. You've seen Superman be a good friend to many heroes before. And he says, I need to know that, like, where I am at is going to protect them. And he's like, I'm not always right, but I have to decide, and right now, I'm staying. And I was like, yeah, that's... It it was good, and and Doc does a really good job of seeing, like, the frantic fear and just the desperation from Adam, but then you have, like, the stoic... I don't know, Shaner does such a good job... Even though Superman is not like emoting any facial expressions, he like he's not, but he one hundred percent is. Yeah, and I will say, we got the best Superman in four pages that we have gotten in three years. Just saying. <sighs> Just saying. After you been this, I man. know that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It hurts, man. I just it 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 does it does, and this honestly makes me want to buy the collection of Tom King's Up Up and Away mm-hmm. Superman, just to see how he writes him there, uh, because I feel like it'll be completely different from this. But man, this Superman was written so well. I mean, I really even love even in the Action Comics one thousand when you see him in the in the sun. And he's talking to, I believe it was his mom, like saying like his final goodbye. Oh no no he he was he was on Earth, getting the last of like whatever was on Earth, but the sun was going to implode. You're, 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 okay you're, okay yeah I remember something with the sun. I don't you know my recollection blows, but but I remember that being like also like a beautifully told, you know two three pages, and and it's crazy how. Sometimes I feel like King works so well in such small, small portions, portions yeah. where, like, I understand why, like, stick with, like, the Maxi series or something like that. Because I feel like he's he's much better there where he can just have his ideas. Instead of, like, stretch Stay condensed. Out. Which is, like, to yes. me why I prefer, like, a Daredevil show that's 10 episodes rather than a Flash that's because I don't need 17 fillers. And only seven yes. actual story pushing stories. So yes, yeah. very, very, very true. Um, you know that is also a big thing that uh, that Jim has against King is the fact that like King has said, I want a story to create itself. So he'll have a premise to a story, and then he'll just let ideas roll off the tongue 
while he's writing. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people don't like that because then you can't predict where the story is going because something really random might happen in the middle of the story. And you're like, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But that's just who Tom King is. It works very well in something that would be a miniseries yes. or a one-shot or a maxi series because we're not waiting for this payoff to happen 80 issues down yes. the line, you know? So, Or, or you know, I, like, I, in, like in Bendis' case, we could be three years and we're still with the Red Cloud. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Has it really been three years? Yeah, like almost, uh. yeah. That's incredible. But uh, but the really big thing here is at the very end, of course, Ron basically told Mr. Terrific to get off their lawn. And he comes back to Earth. And uh, I keep forgetting her name. No, wait, wait. Uh, we can't even go there. Now, this is with Ron saying, get off my Earth. This is where he gets sl- he gets pretty much he gets slapped in the face. Well, he, yeah, he gets slapped in the face, and then he slaps this no, guy. No, he in the bitch face. slaps. Like well, this I'm is the this sure. is like the back slap. No, this is this is Alana's dad. I was gonna say, isn't that yeah. her father? Like that is like oh. So he slaps him. He's like, "Don't you dare!" He's like, "Well, you hit me, I hit you." He's like, well, "What the f- do you think that fair play means?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> love it." I understand that, but like I I, I told. I told Juice this, and I even said it while I was reading. I was like, Holt, they're on a different planet. They don't know your catchphrase. They weren't expecting that. That's true, but who cares? But, like, it doesn't even matter. That was Yeah, that was I know. But, but it, was, it was a great scene um, because this guy, like you said, he slaps Holt, and it, like, barely moves his head. And then he, like, full swing backhands this man completely destroys his glasses he's on the floor and this is where you see um uh of course when the zeta beam finally came back to get uh strange all the pikes Mm -hmm. were dead now i have one problem with this whole zeta beam thing you know he told hal and he told superman the zeta beam is gonna be too far away it's 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 going to be here in a week. That's going to be too long. I need to be there now. So that way I can, you know, help out. So he knows when the Zeta beam will be there, but he didn't know the Zeta beam was going to pick him up right at the beginning of the war. <laughs> Conspiracy. This is what they're trying to hide. I, I, that's what that, that's my, that's my, I that. is that, that the pikes were always somebody that they were trying to wipe off the board. Mm-hmm. And like, cause in my mind, because the, in every reiteration, even there's a small, uh, animated short in the front of, uh, uh, justice league, dark apocalypse mm-hmm. war, the most recent animated movie. There's an, a- there's a Adam strange mini, uh, mini, uh, show or whatever, like a 30 minute okay. show. And even there, he is, like, genuinely, like, almost a genius in calculating where the Zeta Beam's going to be. And if he knows that, he knew. You gotta know that he knew that when he was marching onto that field, that he knew the Zeta Beam was going to pick him up. 
That is my prediction. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to now be right. in your with your prediction in the sense that Adam Strange is involved, or or I, in the sense that I, could it be that it happened I, I a little know. sooner than what he expected, and this is more of like an Alana's doing. I think it may be more of an Alana uh, Ronian thing, just because I feel like. Maybe some more scientists were like, oh, no, 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, the Zeta Beam will come afterward. You're, it's going to be a quick takeover. You'll be fine. And so I still think that Strange is a little oblivious and ignorant to how evil his wife mm-hmm. is. Because at the end of the issue, Mr. Terrific gets home to his own house. And she's there. And, she's there, and she threatens him. Like straight up, it's um, yeah, it, it's one of those things like where I don't know when you're seeing because I feel like it was done on purpose where you're seeing Alana as Shayner and Alana as Gerards, and it kind of makes me feel like are we noticing like where where did it where did the fall happen? Because you see one version so innocent like in Shayner. Like, she's, like, idealistic, and she feels like, you know, she's there, and she is. But then... But, I will say, the last Oh, my God, yes. I, I knew you were going to say that. The always and everything for Ron. She says, yes, always and everything for Ron. And I was like, oh. So, she is definitely... She's like a secret agent. She's in, like Sam Fisher. She's a splinter yes, so She... She she is in, I bet you anything, on Mr. Terrific's way home, she had a conversation with her father. Somehow, some way through space. And she's like, oh, he hit you? Oh, this happened? Oh, he read the reports on both sides? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to like try to scare yeah. him. And that's the thing. As far as we know... We have not seen her, like, in battle. We do not know what she is capable of. Yeah. Now, the only thing that we somewhat know is that at one point, uh, Strange had to leave her behind because her jetpack, or his jetpack, was out of fuel and hers was the only one that was working. So she can survive on her own for a couple days in the desert or whatever. So she's a survivor, but to what extent? Yeah, man. Oof. This 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 was a really really strong issue. Like this, I feel like this is one of those that it's you know it just hit it out of the park. You know, I was like, dang, like the wheels are, you know, we hit like that. We're like thirty three percent done. We're like getting close to halfway through, and it just feels like this one. The tension is consistently building. Where, oh, I don't know, man. It's there's really, really good, and I actually love. I don't know if at the very end of this book, the there's always a crisis somewhere in the black label. I love that cover, where you kind of see Mister Terrific's reflection off, like one of the hel- off, like Adam's helmet. Oh it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like the the art that they're doing, Shayner and Gerards. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely oh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and they. I will say, I am very proud of myself. I've been on top of the Comic Book Legion Twitter account. Uh, I did no, no, share, you've, been, you've been killing uh, it. You're, you're doing... 
Uh, I I did share uh, the covers for next issue. Look amazing. And it looks like Martian Manhunter is going to be joining this thing uh, with next issue. Love it. So give it to me. It's it's going to be pretty intense. Uh, This is going to be a courtroom scene next issue. Uh, So I want to know how much Alana will lie. You know, because she's the one that is sitting up there with Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter, not uh, not uh, Strange. Love so, it. we'll see. Yeah, uh, what book do you want to go on to next? Let's. Uh, I'm kind of keeping Dead Planet for last. I'm just honoring kind of like even your text message when you said like try to read everything first and read Dead Planet for last. Um, yeah. So Batman, there were Batman '96. This is Joker War Part yeah. Two. From the porch, uh, James Tinian and George Jimenez on art duties with Thomas Moray on on the the inks and the colors. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm trying to find a way. It's it's it still hasn't grabbed me. Like it's not. This doesn't have. I guess you could say like, although. This book, in theory, should have a lot of stakes. I don't buy any of it. You know what I mean? Correct. Okay, so I, I don't I don't buy it. Like, I, I don't... Like, if I was reading Court of Owls, I felt Bruce's pain. Like, this dude's going through stuff. Like, this is bad. Yeah, if I read yeah. Death of Family, holy crap. I am seeing yeah. this... I mean, even... Like on the new comic book day, the free comic book day, and it was, this was like right before the wedding, and you had like Tom King doing the Joker with the neighbor, waiting for yeah. a wedding invitation at a random guy's house. Dude, that was. But you know what I mean? Like, I was so scared for the. Like, dude, what's going to happen to that this man. neighbor guy? Like, what's going to happen to this guy? I, I read this, and I'm just like, okay. And. Because, you know, this is Joker literally is taking the entire Wayne fortune. He is buying everything. And this is like, um, what's uh, what's John Hammond's phrase like in Jurassic Park? Something with like expense. Um... Oh. Gosh. Like, okay, like the, the, the mud, like, I, I, what, I can't think and of whatever, that. whatever the quote is, like, you know, like money is no, is no issue. Where that's kind of like where you're getting Joker with everything that he's spending. He's buying the movie theaters. He's he's plotting all these things and everything that you can possibly imagine. That I mean, like Gotham for the gazillionth time has been overrun, but now Joker's goons has all like this top tech weaponry, armory, gadgets, all that. Kind of, and I just don't, I don't feel it. Well, because here's here's I know it's very comic booky and they need it for the story, but. If I if I embezzled money and put it into my account and then somebody stole that money and then I told the bank, hey, this person stole my money. They stole my credit cards. The bank isn't going to say, oh, well, you snooze, you lose. No, they would freeze everything. They would freeze everything, especially, especially if that bank and the country and the world knew, hey – this very famous psychopath 
who is famous for murdering people and dressing up like a clown, now has billions of dollars, yeah, we'll let him keep it. I agree 100%. What? Yeah. I Like, I, under, I understand the concept for a comic book. You need something that is outrageous that, you know, he, he needs the money. Okay, I understand that. But what happened to old-fashioned, like, hey, I'm going to get my money the dirty way, and, you know, just like old school, like, in that sense. Because the whole story of Batman getting his money taken away has been done before. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this. As soon as I saw Snow Cone <laughs> and... Ice Pop or something Pops, like that? I, yeah, yeah. Ice Pop and Snow Cone, I closed the book. Well, I, I, I honestly, I wanted to say, like... If this is what Batman's future is going to be with considering it being cleaned up, like, I don't like the future of Gotham. Like, if it's going to be this, it is... No. Okay, even even Mr. Free... No, no, actually, it was, the, it was the kids saying it. But they went full Arnold Schwarzenegger with ice puns with the chill-out bats. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and I, I, I don't... I don't know. Like, because... Because one thing, I understand that, like, this is all a dream sequence. And that, you know, in a bright future of Gotham, Bruce would probably want the signal to not be the Batman of the mm-hmm. day. Because there's no need for it. Because in this dream sequence, Alfred even says... Like, the first time in a month. Know, the, yeah, Batman isn't always needed. Okay. And... This bat suit, I'm sorry, it was a bad idea. Like the look of it just looks See, it looked it looked off. much not much better, but it looked better on that cover than it actually than it yes. actually does while watching it. And I don't know why Bruce has like the Superman spit curl. He has the curl, he has the gray sides. Mm-hmm. I thought this, this is like Kingdom boring. Come Superman uh in in a bat suit. Uh, yeah. So, wasn't a fan. I will say, wow, Georgie Menace can definitely rock a good horror book. Because what he did with the whole yes. neck snaps and the... Loved it. I thought it was... It, I thought that was great. Um, seeing Bruce, even no. seeing Bruce when he saw Alfred and he screamed the no, that looked very reminiscent of how Clark looked when he was on the moon. And he knew that he was... Yes. When he was at that point where it looked like he wasn't he knew where he wasn't going to return it felt very reminiscent of that um well for anybody who is interested in harley's well-being well you will get an idea of what punchline after punchline um you know slashed her in the throat you kind of thought okay well harley's not going to be able to speak anymore and maybe that was the point well nope seems that doesn't seem to be the case she sewed herself up and uh she was able to save batman uh, and she talks about how she, uh, Batman has been unconscious for three days. And in those three days, Joker has taken over all of Gotham. It's completely insane. But we get our first look at the clown hunter. What do you feel about him? At, in, in, a, in a short spurt, I thought it was okay. I thought I was like, okay, it's cool. I'm not totally... I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see 
you know, I'm just hoping he's not like a 10 year old kid, which he kind of looks like. But I know, but I know yes. that Jimenez has a way to make to make you know people that are young look like babies. <laughs> so again, I don't necessarily know. For all I know, this could be a 16 year old, but this kid looks like he's four foot eight. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure yet. But for it being a small little snippet, okay. I have a prediction. I know I'm throwing a lot of predictions out there, you know, with, with Strange and now with this. Um, you know, it's clear that Batman is not in Gotham right now. That is why this person has brought on this persona as the clown killer or the clown mm-hmm. hunter, whatever. Um, and he is legitimately killing people. So he is doing things for good, but he's killing people. So I don't think Batman's going to like this. Very this much. is Jason Todd's but- illegitimate son. Well, the thing is, Tinian has teased that there is going to be someone called the Ghost Hunter that comes in at issue 100. I will assume that Batman will meet this clown hunter and be like, hey, I don't kill, you are not allowed to kill, or I will take you down. And this person somewhat wants to be a hero because he is taking care of Gotham. Mm -hmm. I think this person will become the Ghost Hunter at issue 100. Okay. Yeah. And that's just another person to join the Bat family. Um, do you think the Bat family it will ever be too big? I think it's already a little bit too big for it just being in Gotham. But I think like that what made it work with like a Nightwing was seeing Nightwing go to Bloodhaven. Like it, it helped it, you know, be a little bit more where things were spread out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think. Obviously, I mean, although Gotham can be, I mean, just think of like where you are and you're in San Antonio. I mean, it's, it's a big city for just five or six people doing their stuff. Yeah, I mean, true. so in the grand scheme of things, if you go by comic, yeah, it might be starting to get a little big if they keep on adding. But if you if you put a little bit of realism, I mean, you can be two people can be dealing with stuff in a quarter mile, but you still got 10 miles of city. I mean, so yeah. it, I guess it just depends on which way you look at it. Yeah. Very true, very true. Uh, but we we see that Joker uh, has, uh, of course, bought the theater uh, where uh, Bruce saw the Mask of Zorro. Um, we see that Batman is very much still hallucinating uh, through Punchline's... Uh, weird concoction with the Joker uh, serum mm-hmm. as well. So it's stronger and he doesn't have an immunization to it. So that is why he is hallucinating a whole lot. But he goes to the theater and he finds out that the people that are sitting at the theater are actually every single person that Joker has killed. And somebody brought up a really good uh, comparison here. Of course, we were we have been reading Death mm-hmm. Metal, and the two comparisons right now is that right now Batman in Death Metal, his army is of the dead, mm-hmm. and now here Joker's army is of the dead. So of course, th- this is written by uh, Tinian, who is. 
the understudy of mm-hmm. Snyder. So I could see them kind of bouncing ideas back and forth. I wonder if this is on purpose, maybe showing that like Batman learned something from Joker. Hmm. Because technically death metal is happening after all of yeah. this. So just an interesting take that I saw on the internet. Uh, it's a good take. It's a good, it's a good theory. What is your ideas on Joker having this ability to like control the dead? And they still haven't explained. Yeah, it. I mean, they ha- they still haven't they ha- they haven't explained it yet. So it's 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 hard to. I mean, it's it's hard to like. Spe- I, I mean, I do like that speculation. I, I think that that does make a lot of sense. Where you can kind of see because you do you do kind of see consistently where Snyder is always talking with either Tinian, with Williamson, like Charles Soule, like on his indie stuff. Like they're always chatting. So it it does kind of make sense where you will see little Easter eggs. I mean, Tinian and Snyder have worked together like on their Batman Eternal stuff. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And I... Now, with Joker... I don't... I don't like... When I see Joker, I like Joker in more of his... You know, like, when he has, like, small-scale attempts... But those seem to be like the most jokery. These yeah, yeah, yeah. these don't feel like Joker attacks to me. I guess you could say, like these feel like those kind of uh, the kind of gimmicks that you get from characters that are you know that they're like the villain of the week. Well, I was gonna say this seems very much like a scarecrow. Yeah, or, or scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I don't buy Joker being like this kind of, but again, I mean, we don't necessarily know what, what is the exact motivation unless this is Tinian's version of like an end game where he's just tired of things. But I mean, I see Joker, maybe not so much. Let me rip my face off and, you know, staple it back to my face, but I see him more along the lines Joker of like what he did in death of the family kidnap put Batman through like certain ringers, but it felt, but it feels grounded. It felt, this just feels too, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say supernatural, but for the, for a lack of a better term, because there's legitimate dead people alive. I'll I'll just say supernatural. I don't like seeing a character be pushed to that just for the sake of, you know, it looking cool and it looks like a plants versus zombies thing. Like I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it, but even, even so I don't, I don't buy any of these threats. So to me, I don't know if it's because I'm so down on like some of the things that DC is doing right now, or if it's yeah. just that I, from the very beginning, I, I always put Tinian in that, Tomasi category where he has the chance to do something special, but he's always going to be to me an average writer. Yeah. That's kind of because you know Tomasi, okay, yeah, he had a great Batman and Rabbit run. Everyone's always gonna remember the quiet the 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 issue that there's no dialogue. And yeah, there's gonna be moments that you see his his Superman run. Yeah, his Superman was great. It was awesome. But the ones you're going to think of, you're not going to think of the Manchester Black stuff. You're going to think of 
about him going to the fair. You're, there's always going to be like certain dynamics. My favorite issue. issue yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like you're going to remember those, but then a lot of the other stuff are just it's just good enough where it's not going to be noticeable. And I feel like Tinian is in that line where he just does this doesn't seem pushing any envelope. It just feels safe. But it's safe and even if he is pushing the envelope it's, I don't know, it, it it doesn't carry anything to me, so I just don't care for it. Now, I'm glad, hey, there's people that, high praise, love the book. And they're always talking about it. This is all, oh, T- Tinian's bringing the fire. I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah, and I, I genuinely think that, like, for, for me, I saw this as a, okay, he took advantage of the pandemic and he's changing up his story. Now, I'm pretty sure these issues were made before the pandemic, but I think he is taking some time to probably change how everything ends, Um, which I could totally see them allowing uh, because their plans clearly changed from the whole 5G thing because we were supposed to get a new writer at 100, which is not the case anymore. Tinian is still writing after issue 100. So... I I see this as a maybe he's writing the story that he always wanted to write, which good on him. You know, I, I don't think a whole lot of writers get to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I really hope this doesn't like this isn't just like, oh, I have to go all out because I'll never do this again. I want this to be a genuine story, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I I need explanation for things like this whole Joker controlling people, uh, especially dead people, of course. That's what he's been doing. Um, I need... Gosh, I don't know what else I need. I I, I just... I need this to hit to a point where, like, I know that there's going to be something worth it at the other side. Yes, I agree. I I just like when... Again, I understand that this book is not only meant for me and for my tastes. I'm, I'm well aware of that that there are thousands of people who read this and everyone has different tastes. I am just more along the lines of, I if there is a book that's meant to be grounded, I'd like the book to be grounded. And now I'm not saying yes. that it needs to be 100 issues of grounded, but I just think that there's ways to do things where it's it's done correctly. And I, and I think that you're... you're you're adding things to a character's mythology that just, it doesn't... Well, and Tinian has made the comment before. He, I think he made this comment on Word Balloon that he likes when Batman does a little bit more of the wacky stuff. He made a comment of like, oh, you know, like Batman going into space and things like that. I think this is what Tinian wants to do. He wants to try to break the barrier of the, oh, Batman is a grounded character, so he needs to be like that. Um... I don't necessarily agree with Batman always has to be grounded, but whenever it comes to his like most dangerous stories that are like really life threatening, they need to be grounded for the tension. Of exactly. Him. Yes. Like I, th- okay. You, you said it better. I, I think that's what I mean. If it's supposed to have these stakes, I think I, I need it to be in what makes a Batman great. Yes. I don't need Batman jumping into the plants versus zombies world, and now you're going to add the biggest stakes that Batman's ever 
come across. I, I don't need that because it doesn't, I don't buy it. And, and even so, even, even with Jimenez, I mean, Jimenez, does the art look great? Yeah, it looks great in, in, in a good portion of the scenes. I, I don't like how he drew Bruce when he was older. Um, yeah. but in the most part, yeah, does this book look good? Yeah, it, it looks fine. But again, his, he's going more towards the wacky and towards those ideas. And I don't know. But again, it's, I know that it's, this is my taste and I'm just not, I'm not digging it for something that's meant to be huge. Very yeah. true. Very true. And now before we go on to the last book, I actually want to just make a quick pit stop at the dreaming. Um, I actually told Clark that we would talk about this just for a little bit. Uh, so, uh, the dreaming for anybody who is not familiar with the Sandman universe, you can still read this book. Um, because everything that you need to know is still told to you here, uh, in this thing. Um, we get this character, Lindy. She is dreaming in the very first few pages. We learn that she is continuously dreaming about uh, this Stratford house. Now, this Stratford house is just a house that has multiple uh, staircases, and it's just continuously, and it's empty. One day, though, uh, she does uh, dream of it being uh, occupied by one other person. She bumps into this person. We later find out when uh, he wakes up, I believe it's a he, uh, he wakes up, he is actually the embodiment of a nightmare. Uh, and Lindy is stuck in the dreaming, and we learn that if she stays there for too long, she can die. Because she is not of that kind of power, and she might just be a normal human okay. being. Uh Visually, this book is very, very beautiful. I love the colors on this book. Uh, I don't know who did the colors. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, it's not up top. It's probably at the very end then. But let, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, we learn that this uh, nightmare has some connections with people on the outside world, being the normal realm, and it being somewhat of a powerful being in itself. So they are, he is a nightmare, but he is trying to get back into the dreaming. And the reason why is because we see Morpheus. Morpheus is of course the Lord of the dreaming. Uh, we see that there is this treasure chest looking thing that holds all the nightmares. And of course we're like, okay, that's where he came out of. But it wasn't something that was uh, that escaped. It was somebody intentionally let him out, and that is the mystery that we will be learning throughout this story. Um, like I said, you can very easily follow along. Me personally, I recently listened to the audio drama of the Sandman. So in my head, where there are parts where there's just like random narration, it's not from any individual. I read that in Neil Gaiman's voice. It is beautiful. It is great. Uh, and Lindy 
also has, you know, in the dreaming, when she is stuck in the dreaming, she is seeing people like Shakespeare. She is seeing people like uh, 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 Anne Hathaway. She is seeing, like, all these, like, big people of the past. This somewhat plays out in the audio drama as well, so it made sense okay. to me. Uh, I will say, there is still enough context to understand where she is at. Uh, it's really funny because before the whole dreaming ha- happens, uh, there is somewhat of a sequence where in the real world, uh, she is looking for a job and it's a very like a devil wears Prada type situation. Uh, the woman that she talks to even kind of looks like Meryl Streep, which I think is really, okay. really funny, but it's, it's a great book. It's a great number one It's a great jumping on point. Um, if you're into the very indie feeling books, of course, Black Label does awesome with this, and this is very much like that. Um, I will say I would have not read this book if it wasn't for the audio drama. So if you guys want to check that out, I think it's 10 plus hours, but each episode is like anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. Some of them can be even shorter, uh, and there's 20 episodes, so you can finish it within a month. Nice. So, if you do one episode per day. Um, it is very, very interesting. Love the production of that. But, you know, I will say this. I opened this book saying, I know this is G. Willow Wilson, but I'm not going to act like it's G. Willow Wilson. Because, it's unfortunate, she even said this online, so I don't think it's too hurtful. She said that her heart wasn't in Wonder Woman when she was writing it. That they offered it to her and she wanted to give it a go. It wasn't exactly what she thought it was going to be. But this book was something that she really wanted to do. So I just took this as a number one issue that I'm just trying out. No backward information. Like no no backstory on anything other than the audio drama. Because I still haven't read any older Sandman stuff to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Uh, so reading this blind basically was still really, really good. Nice. So I I recommend this book for anybody who wants to try something a little new. Uh, And for me, personally, it'll be a book that I will probably follow. Sweet. Dig it. But now, high-level thoughts without giving anything away yet. Deceased Dead Planet number two. High-level. I would say without saying anything, I think that... It was a book that was very enjoyable, but nowhere near the hype that I think I created for it myself because of the text message you gave me. Ugh. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's not fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's, I think it's like one of those things that, you know, like you read a book. I don't know. I, I just have a weird relationship with Tom Taylor. It's like I have the Tom Taylor where I feel like, man, this guy, he's just doing stuff that are like next level in terms of like, wow, this is like really great work. And then, I don't know, I just feel like there's another Tom King, I mean, Tom Taylor that is just all like fan service meets like a character. Like, you know, like actors that don't like to be typecasted? into a specific role and that's why they always want to do like different things 
Tom Taylor has very much been he's casted been, as a person. Yeah. That, like, hit, and, and this is something that has been widely uh, talked about recently, just because it happens in almost every single one of his books, like, in the last year, is that he likes to get you attached to a character just to kill them off. Uh, and I understand the... Like, the reason why he wants you to do that. He wants to get you invested in the story. He wants you to buy more issues. And then he's going to break your heart. And then you want to have the hope of being able to say, Okay, well, none of the other characters that I've been attached to are going to die, right? And then they all die. You know, that is something that Tom Taylor does. And he has been criticized for it. And he is still doing it here. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's still doing it here, but it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like he's just doing, I don't think that he, all right, let me, how, how, how can I say this? I don't think that he has earned the right to do some of the things that you wish you would see, especially in canon. Like, let's just say, for example, like the moment between Jason and Damien, right? Is that like one of the moments you were talking about? Uh, In terms of like, like read this for last and stuff was the Jason and Damien moment, like one of them? Not necessarily. The big, the big thing was the cliffhanger. Okay. Was the last page was really the reasoning why I said, hey. This is kind of crazy. Okay, okay. So, uh, like, for me, I see the... I see, like, what he did, you know, like, at the end. With, like, the Jason and Damien. And and, uh, and Damien. Uh, Damien is Batman. And Jason kind of, like, embraces. He's like, oh, man, you know, Batman has done so much wrong. But this is something that he's absolutely got right. And they did, like, one of those hug-embrace things. Um, you see, like, the moment with... Uh, when you see Damien in the in a previous issue where he was showing that he was hurt because of like it looked like he was finally starting to realize like you know Batman's not here and he had that moment of weakness oh, and like yeah, Cassie the, the, uh, hope at, hope at yeah and Cassie and, was kind of there to be like a like you know a shoulder to lean on and you kind of see him break and then here yeah. you know now she's having a moment where she's realizing what's gone on with Wonder Woman. And now she's breaking, and now Damien's being that one. It's like, kiss, okay, and they have, like, that moment. Okay. But I, I, I don't know why when I'm reading Tom Taylor's books, like, I'm having a great time. Like, it's extremely entertaining. But I just feel like he's doing things where he's reading what fans have wanted, like, in the actual books, like, in the books that actually count in mainline and, and, ha- and hit certain threads. And he's just, like, taking every opportunity. So, it's like, every fan thing that the fans have ever wanted, he's just throwing it every single issue. Where it's just... it's just The, the big thing was, for me, in, in that sense, when Deceased first started, he went on Twitter and said, Hey, who do you want me to kill? And people flooded that thread flooded it and I remembered some of those names that random people on the internet had said 
and a lot of those characters have died. Hmm. No, I mean, and again, like I can, but it's it's not even like the characters dying. It's it's the emotional parts. Okay, it's like, yeah, yeah. I so just feel like Damien being a little bit more emotional. Yeah. Okay, we see that here. Yeah, I, I okay. just yeah. so. I guess it's to that point where I just feel like I don't know if it's like a glory thing. Like he just wants to be the one to have done it. And I don't want to take that from it. I don't want to like put emotions or um, I don't want to put like motivations of why someone's doing something. But I, I just don't like that one writer is consistently always taking things what people clamor for. And I, well, and I guess in a way, like, all right, people want it, so he's giving it to them. But it just seems like it's happening every issue, where every issue has, like, one or two fan service things, where I just go to, like, <sighs> like, it just... I think... And I, I but, but it's weird, because I'm enjoying the entertainment of the book. Yes. And I think he is thinking, okay, because this is not main continuity, I have the liberties... To make this a little bit more fan service-y. And so that is why for me, because I know this is an Elseworld story, I can be like, okay, this, excuse me, this doesn't bother me. Because, and I think it would be kind of hurtful if Tom Taylor said that his book didn't count. But, you know, it is an Elseworld story. Well, but I mean, when, you, when uh, you're talking about mainline, I mean, Clark dying here does nothing for mainline. So that's why... I, that's why correct, I say, in correct. terms of counting, yeah. I, I say I, I mean that in the in the grand in the grand scheme of things, I, I say that his book doesn't count. Um, my my thing is just that when you're looking at deceased, and then you see a moment that's going to be similar to what you see, if you see a moment that hits a certain emotion, uh, or it emotes like a certain. You know, yeah, like a, a certain emotion in a mainline book, I feel like it's going to lose its. It's going to lose the, the impact because we've already seen it and it's happened. So it's going to be like you're going to have a moment where you're going to see Damien talking about Bruce or something, and maybe something with Jason is like, oh well, that's already happened in Deceased. So yeah. I don't know. I I, I I'm, I'm sure I'm being petty with like my thoughts maybe <laughs> but i don't know i i think it's tom taylor is again i it's been a while since i've read donny cates and marvel stuff but i felt like donny cates was trying to do at the beginning a whole bunch of kind of like what snyder's doing now just making everything bat bleep crazy and coming up with pun uh thanos punisher and uh baby Thanos and, and you know like all these kind of wacky ideas he's he's still doing it he's okay. still doing it uh we just recently saw uh the i forgot his name but the uh Reed Richards of the Ultimate Universe i forgot what he is called now uh I don't know but he has been a part of the whole Venom story uh and he recently got a symbiote and he legit because of his helmet looks like the movie aliens he looks like a xenomorph but uh but yeah like i i totally get like what you're getting yeah, so but i will say through all of that i i still enjoyed this book like you said it was still very entertaining and uh 
you know, we get this one moment that I was actually kind of upset about. In the very beginning, we see Fire kill Roy Harper. And then we see the heroes come in and save this little girl. And Tom Taylor does not take the time to have Red Hood acknowledge the death of one of his best friends. Yeah, I can see that. That's one thing that I was bothered with. Now, the argument can be made that, like, probably Roy was burnt to the point where Roy probably, I mean, that Jason did not recognize him. But to that point, like, I was still like, man, you you lost a moment here that could have, like, hit really hard, and you did nothing with it. Also, I I also didn't like the characterization of Swamp Thing. I, I don't think I ever would have... And I guess maybe this is a John Constantine can take get the worst out of you kind of thing because he just yeah. rubs everyone the wrong way. But you know yeah. when when you think Swamp Thing, I, well, yeah, like having Swamp Thing say "shut the f up," like that was off. Yeah, like I di- I didn't get that, but the badassery of like swamp thing being impatient i feel like this would have happened oh absolutely like 100 actual swamp thing being like hey i'm more important kill everybody that needs to be killed okay let's go like that was a really good like i really enjoyed that even john constantine being like okay see you 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 should have started with that and then we could have had a conversation that was funny i did enjoy that um this whole concept of everybody finding out that there's a cure and that they killed all of their friends and family for no that reason. was tough that was harsh like that hurt um knowing that canary is holding an anti-life infected green arrow in that bubble that hurts too uh she's not willing to let go of them yet and especially because they know that there might be mm-hmm. a cure um, I can totally see why. Um, but we get this whole thing that there's a garden of some kind in Australia. And we get Ragman, Blue Devil, Zatanna, Detective Chimp, Constantine, and Swamp Thing going to investigate. This was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we see that there is hellfire surrounding it. And a pool of blood, which we quickly find out is not blood at all. It's actually uh, Plastic Man. That that was a cool reveal. And and Plastic Man literally kills everybody. Except Constantine. Except for Constantine. Now, I will say, uh, give this about five minutes of our time. I know that seems like a long time. Maybe, you know, two to three minutes. Because I'm about to spill some spoilers here because I actually posted it on the Comic Book Legion uh, Twitter account. Uh, I'll give you three seconds. Three, two, one. Those preview pages revealed that Detective Chimp and Zatanna are still alive. How? I don't know, considering Plastic Man has, I think, impaled maybe three spikes into Zatanna's face. Uh in her face, and one is leaving her back. On yeah, the so the panel. only thing that I can think about when I'm looking at that is that 
with her saying like seize, it kind of makes me wonder like if I don't know if the, if this is going to be one of those you should have gone for the head situation where something's going to happen where time ends up kind of like reversing a bit. Maybe. Or Maybe. those preview pages are just showing a quick flashback of how they got to that area. Like a convert, you know, like those little flashbacks of a conversation of what's going to be needed. What does John have to do oh, to so- get to? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, something like this happens. Yeah, I could, I could see that being like, oh, three, three hours early. Yes. And you see them talking, okay, this is how we're going to approach this, blah, blah, blah. One thing that I absolutely hate in comics, yes, yes, I, I, I completely agree that that might be the sentiment. But, you know, this whole idea that being attached to these characters and having them die off, these characters were characters that we wanted more of from the original deceased book because of that one shot. It, it made you feel like this group was meant for something. Gonna be in, yes, and then to completely kill them off, like I, I like it. It, it, I, it made it know. feel like if that side story was kind of like one of those cash grabs to start getting people to clamor f- to expand the story. And I think DC heard it loud and clear. And then they decided to continue that expansion into everything that we're getting here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I still enjoyed the story. Again, Um, it, it, it shows, it shows the three silhouettes that are inside the building though. Uh, when you zoom in to the next, a greater evil, now these silhouettes are very vague. There's no there's no detail in them. I have no clue who these people could be. Now, uh I made the very large stretch that uh recently in the uh recently in books that we have read in main continuity, we have been to Australia before in these books, being the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And the resistance, or whatever they're called, the isn't the resistance is what they're called. I can't remember. Uh, uh, let's just say the resistance. I, I don't think that that's what it is, but but with Osita, yeah, yeah I, I know who you're talking about, uh, but I don't remember that being their name. Yeah, uh, I know that they have like a specific name that they call themselves, but. We know that Ari and Wink from that group are on the book Hope at World's End. So, do you think that they will appear here as the greater evil? Um, I don't know. I don't don't see that, but, um, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Just the thought. Rant, like I said, large stretch. We don't know where that will be going. But, you know, I, 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 I'm interested, you know, I'm still interested in this series. Uh, this the is revolutionaries. Life. Oh, revolutionaries. God, it was driving me crazy. Yes, revolutionaries. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, overall, the books that we read were okay. They were good. Now, 
Uh, I am jealous of you because you did not read the Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights. You did not waste your no. time. No, no, no. I'm, I'm already big waste I'm of already time. down on the event. I, I'm not going to read the. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to read the uh, the complimentary stuff. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, they wasted a two-page story on literally the story that we already got from issue two on Batmo Beast. Like, Batmo Beast tells them, like, who he is, and then they just made a two-page visual for that exact story. Uh, So, completely wasted character there. And the last two pages, Batman accidentally put his consciousness inside of a baby. And that's it. Like, that's, that's the story. The baby falls down a few steps, he cries, and that's the end of the story. Like, that's it. Yeah, a huge waste of my time. Yeah. Well, they, they did show the Batman Who Laughs kill Bat Manhattan, uh, or, or, or Man, Dr. Manhattan at that point, because it was just Bruce. It, there was a world where Bruce Wayne was the original Manhattan, and, uh, the Batman who last killed him with a butter knife through the head. Uh, that made no sense. Yeah. See, like I'm not, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. not, you're not, you're, I'm, you're I'm not. good. Uh, but with that guys, thank you so much for listening to the show a little bit longer Ooh. than usual, but I did enjoy this very much. Remember we are a member of the nerdy Legion podcast network. Uh, There is plenty of shows to listen to over there, so go check them out, please. Uh, You can find me at Fanboy Clay and at Fanboy Comics Podcast. I will say, uh, because I am taking this new venture to do more of the audio drama stuff, and I really want to pursue that, um, this month I will only be recording stuff from Shonen Jump, so you will only get uh, Saturday episodes for this month. Everything else will be dedicated time for me to... Uh, find sounds to create sounds to create scripts and everything else like that. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, Mark Worth, can they uh, find you can find me at Mark Reads Comics and also at the CB underscore Legion Twitter handle. And if I were y'all, I would recommend remembering these Twitter handles because, as we mentioned in our previous episode, we have a giveaway, and the giveaway is yes. a Volume 1 hardcover deluxe rebirth action comics edition where the only stipulation that you will need is to provide screenshots that you are indeed subscribed to our podcast and to Clay's Fanboy Comics podcast and just DM us. I think I have on my personal one, I have about 12 people who have... Holy... Yeah, and I believe... I know we have one on... So we have Tony on the comic book legion Mm -hmm. and we have blue jays dave uh on my personal so we have a total of 14 people yes so that is awesome so so please go check out uh comic book legion uh go to marks go to mine let us know remember screenshot both the uh the fanboy comics podcast 
to show that you are subscribed, and the Comic Book Legion podcast to show. And that I, you and are I subscribed. think because we are Sin- going to announce the winner on our next episode. So what I'm going to plan on yes. doing is probably before, maybe a couple of days before, I'll probably just record like a four minute little clip and just post it, reminding all the listeners because I do know that we are making these announcements at the end of the shows. And sometimes not everybody always listens for, to a whole episode all the way through. All the way through. So maybe sure. that's us not doing it at the beginning. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably do that one little reminder before we do the announcement. But yes, the announcement will be done on our next episode. And you know, we're usually anywhere Friday or Saturday the episode gets posted. So just keep a lookout on that. So again, subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, thank you. And with that, you know, just DM us, send us the pictures, and, yeah, you'll 100% be up for the running. Very, very awesome. But uh, with that, I will say uh, it looks like we may be reviewing a graphic novel for next episode, so that'll be fun. Um, No, I'm I'm ready. Give it to me. I want uh, it. Yeah, yes, yes, very much so. Uh, But with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. And we will see you guys next week. See you later. See you.